What's going on guys? Austin here. And in this video, we are going to be taking a look at the extra points lines of the week. This is of course for week one. So my favorite bet I think this week is going to be the Saints minus five and a half at the Falcons. And I'm going to take the over that 42 and a half. So you get a little double play on this one. The Saints, they're coming in with probably the best secondary in the league. They have, uh, they have, they dropped Marcus Williams, but they got Marcus May. They have Marshawn Lattimore. Now they have Honey Badger. They've got Cam Jordan, as always. But beyond the defense, the Falcons, I think they're going to be able to put up enough points the way that they're, they're going to dominate the middle of the field with Kyle Pitts, with Cordell Patterson, and with the speed of Marcus Mariota. I think the Saints probably win this game 20, I'd say 27 or 28. 20 so i'm going to take the foul i'm going to take the saints and i'm going to take the over what i love about the saints is this year they're going to have one of the best offensive lines in football now the loss of tyler linderbaum is obviously going to hurt them but he was a rookie they didn't have him last year and there are going to be veterans who can step up until he comes back i think in about week 11 or 12 so that's relevant right now but what is relevant right now is they have the best healthy rookie wide receiver in chris olave they have Jarvis Landry. They have presumably Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram. An excellent set of weapons, not to mention Marquez Callaway coming in as the wide receiver four after last year being the wide receiver one. Jameis Winston, he's an early, an early candidate, heavy uh, top five favorite to be the comeback player of the year. You know, combine all these factors, and I love the Saints, minus five and a half, and the over, 42 and a half. My next favorite bet I love uh, is the Browns, plus one and a half at Carolina. I would take the Browns if they were favored by one and a half. There's no reason to take Carolina here, other than maybe the fact that Christian McCaffrey is an unbelievable football player, and he's going to be healthy week one. We know that much so far. But Baker Mayfield does not move the needle. He's not a better quarterback than Sam Darnold is. Honestly, he's about the same level of quarterback that Jacoby Brissett is. The only difference is right here, what we have is Baker, when he plays angry, when he plays mad with the chip on his shoulder, is when he is at his absolute worst. And what we know about the Browns is that when they rely heavily on the run game and heavily on the play action, that's when that team is at their best. So, with the limitations of Jacoby Brissett, they're going to be running with Nick Chubb a lot. They're going to be running with Ernest Johnson a lot. They're going to be throwing a lot of screen passes to Kareem Hunt. Oh, and by the way, they have one of the best route runners in the NFL in Amari Cooper. They're bringing back a nice deep threat in Donovan Peoples-Jones, and they have one of the most underrated rookie wide receivers in David Bell. Not to mention the fact that they've got the best defensive end, arguably, in the NFL. Plus, they've got, you know, a top, you know, five to ten range cornerback in the NFL. The Panthers only have one wide receiver that anybody needs to worry about. That's DJ Moore. Denzel Ward with him matched up one on one. That's a great defensive matchup because now there's nobody else to throw the ball to except Christian McCaffrey. Baker's not going to move the needle. The Browns traveling to Carolina. I don't care. They're winning this game by a field goal. Take the Browns plus one and a half. Next, I love the 49ers minus five and a half against the Bears. The Bears are a horrendous team. 
Let's go over a few differences between these teams. The 49ers have arguably the best offensive lineman in football. They have arguably the best gadget weapon on offense in football. They have arguably the best tight end in football. They have arguably the best defensive end in football. They have arguably the best linebacker in football. And they have arguably the best offensive coordinating coach in football, at least until the playoffs. So they have six things that they might, they might just be the best at in the NFL. Now, conversely, let's go take a look at the Bears. The Bears have arguably the worst offensive line in the NFL. They have arguably the worst wide receiving core in the NFL. They have arguably the worst running back room in the NFL. They have, at best, an average tight end. At best, an average defense. And they have a first-time defensive-minded head coach in an offensive league. The cold isn't going to help the Bears yet because it's September. This recipe just, just spews out. 49ers are going to win this game by 10. Another reason why I think that is because Trey Lance needs confidence as the, as the 49ers quarterback. They are going to make sure that he gets as many quality looks as possible before things get too hard later on. It's not going to be hard against the Bears. The Bears have Eddie Jackson, a decent defensive back, and then Roquan Smith, who wants out. So they're going to do their best to make sure that Trey Lance can put up points and feel comfortable in this Kyle Shanahan system. Not to mention the fact that the 49ers have excellent running backs and Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. And I think they just drafted another rookie this year in like the third or fourth round. And obviously for some reason, he's going to get 900 rushing yards this season. Hammer the 49ers minus five and a half. Next, I like the commanders minus two and a half against the Jaguars. The commanders have one of the best volume running backs that nobody really talks about in Antonio Gibson. They have a really good change of pace back uh, and receiving back in J.D. McKissick. They've got an improved wide receiver room because now on top of Terry McLaurin, they have Jahan Dotson, the Penn State wide receiver who they drafted in the first round. Their offensive line is just as good as it was last year. Didn't dip, didn't get better, but they drastically upgraded their quarterback situation. They went from an inconsistent, below average quarterback, you know, somebody between, you know, 25 and 35 to now somebody who is, I would say, a relatively consistent, but maybe on a play-by-play basis, inconsistent, you know, for like a drive quarterback that's going to be between 12 and like 16, Carson Wentz. People say like, oh, he's not consistent. Like, that's just not true. You just don't watch football. You don't know what you're talking about. You listen to Stephen A. Smith. You listen to, you know, Nick Wright. You just you, you just watch sports TV and you don't formulate your own opinions because you're weak-minded and you don't know what you're talking about. Carson Wentz, easily one of the best quarterbacks in football. Name me the best wide receiver he's ever had in his career. I'll give you a hint. They haven't played an NFL game yet together because it's Terry McLaurin. Okay. He's been on bum teams. The one time that he was on a good team, he took them to a, what was it? 11 and three record before getting hurt. Nick Foles steps in and wins the Super Bowl. Give you a hint, they were going to win the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz, too. That coupled with the fact that the Jaguars didn't improve massively. Doug Peterson, 
not going to make a difference. Trevor Lawrence, he's not really going to take a step forward. Christian Kirk, you know, is an upgrade at wide receiver compared to Marvin Jones and nobody. Now they have Marvin Jones and Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, they're trading out uh, Cam Robinson, not Cam Robinson. They're, geez, I can't even think of his name. Um, James Robinson, the running back for Travis Etienne. And, you know, it's going to help the receiving game, but not the running game because Cam Robinson. James Robinson was an excellent running back. The defense is going to improve a little bit. You know, they drafted, uh, they drafted the defensive end out of Georgia and they drafted the linebacker out of Utah, both in the first round. Things are going to look a little better overall for the team, but the commanders are still going to win this game by a field goal. And then I like the Rams minus plus, excuse me, two and a half versus the bills. If the Rams were favored by half a point, I'd still take the Rams on this because in Vegas, home field advantage is worth about three points. So what this line tells you is that if this game was in a neutral site, the Bills would be favored by five and a half points. And if this game was in Buffalo, the Bills would be favored by eight and a half points. I can guarantee you if the week one opening of the season was the defending Super Bowl champion Rams at the Bills, and the line was eight and a half in favor of the Bills, money would be pouring in on the Rams. That being said, why is money not pouring in on the Rams here? Well, I think the Bills have been slightly overrated just for the fact that they they had a, a very, I would say almost quiet offseason after being one of the best teams in the NFL. They were an, They had a massive knockout punch. They would blow teams out. They would lose close games. And what we know about the Rams is that the Rams can hang with anybody. And the Rams have the best close game quarterback in the NFL. Matthew Stafford is one of the greatest fourth quarter quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Regular season, postseason, everything. If the game is close, Matthew Stafford is going to win that game. Now the Rams, they've got Cooper Cup who he's not going to be facing Tredavious White because Tredavious White isn't going to be in for the net for the first, you know, three, four weeks. And so now, now Cooper cup is going up against the number two cornerback and Allen Robinson, who's had bad quarterback play his entire career and has had to go up against number one cornerbacks is now going to be going up against the number three with an elite quarterback, right? Their offensive line isn't going to dip. Their defense is getting better because last year they started the season with, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And this year they're starting the season with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. And oh yeah, by the way, Bobby Wagner, probably the smartest defensive player in football. All that coupled in together. I got the Rams beating the bills, getting their Super Bowl rings on a beautiful night with a win over what many people believe is, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL, the best team in the NFL, you know, MVP favorites, Super Bowl favorites, all of that stuff. Parlay on all six of these would net you put $5 on it. I think you'd get about $130 back. I wouldn't recommend doing that because chances are one or two of these things isn't going to happen. An individual bet on all of these, uh, it would net you back. I think if they all hit about $30, um, but like I said, $5 bets, you bet what you want. I put a parlay on the Saints. 49ers and commanders. Those are probably my favorite bets on here. The ones with the least amount of downside, but that's just me. I am so excited to get this NFL season started back again. Let me know how you do betting this year. 
make sure to like and subscribe and keep up with the comments down below.